I'm your guy, Sean Steves. Hey, it's Tom Schneider. And this is the No Rhythm Mixtape. We give you... I forgot what we give you. There's really no rhythm, because I can't even remember the whole the, the, the damn intro. There's, there's no rhythm, no real right. intro, no real niche, just, just worldly dialogue about whatever the hell we deem is relevant. So just come ride with us. What's up, Tommy? Uh, just in traffic now, coming home from work, and then, um, you know, the usual, the usual five to, uh, five to eight routine. Most That's... people are nine to five, I'm five to eight. Five a.m. to eight p.m. The, the world is, you know, the world is created off the five to eight. Right, you know? right, right. You got to get your goods when everybody else is sleeping or eating dinner. Exactly. That's the uh, whole Eric Thomas mantra. The it's Eric Thomas. Do you remember him? No, I don't. Sleep is for those people who are weak. Oh yeah. Well, that's I. I feel like that's that's the mantra for anybody in hip hop. You know. Well, he's not really a rapper. He's just sort of. They call him the hip hop preacher, I think, because he wore a fitted hat and he was black, and like he, you know, kind of had that lingo. I don't know. I don't know if he called so himself never or what. He was but hip hop. He, uh, he had a buzz, but he's 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 uh he's a, I, I, I think I've heard the name. He's a motivational speaker. Oh yeah, you've definitely seen him around. He's had some videos floating around. He's uh, well, sort of like that Gary Vaynerchuk role type of. Okay. Role. But I, I hate those guys. They all say the same shit. First of all, sleep is good for you. You need sleep. Nobody should deprive themselves of sleep. Well, I'm a Gary V defender because Gary V never says don't sleep, right? Like Gary V says, you know, get your sleep. He he's more concerned with what you're doing in the waking hours, and he's you know he's very valid. What he says is very valid, and it's like you know he basically yeah, but they're saying he the just same said. stuff. Everybody else says the same stuff. Everybody knows, and people go to see them. And they fawn over him. No, Gary V. The difference between Gary V. and I—I I don't know this. This what's the name? Eric Thomas. Eric I don't, Thomas. Yeah. I don't know his, his. I don't know his spiel. But Gary V. He. He'll give. Uh, he'll, he'll give practical advice, like actual advice. You know, it's not just you know. Practical advice. Huh. Practical advice. Yeah, because he's, he's a marketer. Like he, he's not just he's not just a talking head. Like Gary V, you know, he he's a marketer by profession. So you know he he'll, he'll sit you down and he'll talk marketing. Like he'll he'll talk digital marketing with you, and that's you know like that's practical shit. He'll tell people that or he'll tell people shit like, um, you know people people who are like they can't get money or whatever. He'll he'll tell you. Go flip shit on eBay. Go to go to yard sales. Go to, you know go go on Craigslist. Go in the free section on Craigslist. Get something for free on Craigslist. Flip it on eBay or Facebook. You know it's practical shit. He's not just yeah, saying yeah. You I, do it. Okay. You believe in yourself and you know and stop watching TV. Blah blah. He says that you know, but there's you know there's more substance to it and like it. It's you know it's, it's for some people. It's not for everybody. It's gonna it's, you know it's only gonna stick with some people, which is what he says. He says he gives out because Gary V really gives out gems. You know, like he gives he gives out free game, 
And his thing is, like, I do it for free because I know nobody's going to do it. People are going to people are going to take it. You know, people are going to take, you know, what, what I'm saying, take these gems. They're not going to act on it. Ninety nine percent of people aren't going to act on it. So it, it doesn't matter. Sure. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and um, there are. Yeah, I listen to some of those things, even with Eric Thomas. And and I just say, yeah, those those things make sense. But uh, all I'm saying is that it's kind of easy to poke fun at. It's just uh, not only them, but the, just their audience members because of the fact of what you said. A lot of those people are there and they probably aren't going to do shit about it. But whatever, man. I mean, That's yeah, simple. it's simple stuff, really. Uh, a lot of the stuff they tell, they, they do and. You know, it's that's not a fault of their own. No. They're not wrong for that. It's just it, it's a simple formula. It's just that simple doesn't always mean it's easy. Mm, yeah, everything. Easy is, everybody would do it. Everything is simple. Like when I, um, my acting teacher taught me that shit. Like acting is the simplest thing to do. It's just not easy. It's not easily done. Right. Like I, acting is very simple. You just you know you just gotta convince somebody. That you're this part that you know that that you're this character is just convincing. That shit ain't easy though. What's I just it? had a freaking emergency vehicle just cut me off, no blinker on. What a flaming contradiction, right? They now. don't owe you shit. It's a private one though. He no, still, no, still don't owe you shit. Dummy. But yeah. But, um. But along those lines. I wanted to So I got I got a case right now that, which is pretty current is uh the situation with Josh Gordon where everybody's looking at him now that it's an easy fix. He's in New England now, he's with an organization. Now first of all, okay, fuck New England. Yeah. Going from the Cleveland Browns where it's pretty much the opposite of what the Patriots are. The exact opposite of fuck New England, right? They they have one bad game. And they go and get fucking Josh Gordon. The Cowboys have ten mediocre years. Yvonne Austin, like every, well, here's the thing. Why do y'all do that every time there's a there's, there's a good receiver. Like you got, it's like you guys are playing fantasy football, and, and you got yeah, to play the waiver wire goes to the inbox. Stop. Don't know how, why should I stop? You're telling me this is a guarantee. This guy hasn't played football a full year since 2013. And has some serious issues. Didn't he ball out the first week? That go way beyond anything that the league has really experienced for, for a long time. As oh, well. no, the league has so never experienced drug addicts. Yeah, Lawrence Taylor is one of the more notable ones. But I'm no, hearing like... Well, those there's a lot of drug addicts in the league. There's drug addicts everywhere. Corey Dillon. Those guys are not dealing, were not dealing with the same issues at all. Why they weren't? This guy, his issue wasn't only weed. He had issue with alcoholism. Lawrence Taylor, Lawrence Taylor had cocaine issue. He, oh, Josh Gordon's well, issue wasn't cocaine. It was it was a cocktail of all of those. Things. It was weed and alcohol. Lawrence Taylor was a cokehead. No, he was. It wasn't even that. It was just the fact that those things derailed basically his commitment to the game of football. You talk about Josh Gordon or Lawrence Taylor. Gordon. Right, but he. I mean, no, I, I, I want to see him do well. Obviously, not even just as a Patriots fan, but you know, he seems like a good dude. That 
just got caught up in some stuff and has a lot of personal issues to deal with. But before becoming a good football player, I'd rather see him overcome these issues. And I just, I'm not saying it's a guarantee. I think it's more 50-50 whether or not this pans out or not. I and think I think that's the, that's the resistance for a lot of teams. That's why a team like New England was able to get him. Because a lot of teams don't necessarily have the infrastructure to take on a player like that. I think he tried. I think he made efforts, you know, like he checked himself in the rehab again before the season started. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, um, I don't I don't know the full story behind what, what led to the uh, fallout with Cleveland, the, the final fallout, like he was late to a meeting. Yeah, I just think he had a really short leash. And, you know, I, mean, I guess they just thought I, it was enough. I don't like Cleveland for that move. I don't like Cleveland for that move. Like, I mean, listen, they've given them plenty of chances. They've dealt with them for years at this point. And then he comes back and it's like. Like, they're not, they're not obligated for him. I, I mean, they didn't throw him out to the woods. They actually put him in a better situation professionally. I mean, they did. I mean, he no, he ended up in a better situation. Yeah. You know, but at the Patriots, when it came knocking, like, who knows where he would have went, but, like, um, you know, I, I hope he does well. Like you said, I hope he does well as a man and, and then as and, and as a football player, too. You know, he's still talented. Didn't he go off in the first game? Didn't he so he had one touchdown? catch for 17 yards and a touchdown. And the play that was made was pretty damn impressive. Oh, that was his only catch? Dude. I saw the highlight. I didn't know that was his only catch. It was his only catch. I mean, Tyrod couldn't really get him the ball. Tyrod, just he, he was tucking and running the whole time. It was a rainy game. Yeah. Tyrod just likes to, you know, go one or two reads and scrambles. Yeah, shout so out to Tyrod. I mean, it's a lot different. A lot different playing with Tom Brady and Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, shout out to Tyrod. We're not gonna slander Tyrod, but um. <laughs> hey, uh, I mean, he's made a nice career for himself. Yeah, uh, that uh, that franchise is just fucking cursed. I think so. They're playing right now. They're playing the Jets. No, I mean, what what the fuck kind of day was going on when they decided to put the Browns and the Jets on prime time? That's Thursday night prime time. No, that's just a different world. That's just uh, nobody uh, watches it. Representation of what Thursday night football is. No, so nobody watches. People watch. I mean, it'll outrate anything, but usually the games are just bad. I mean, for the longest time, it was Jacksonville Titans when they were both horrible. Yeah. Now Jacksonville's pretty good. I know you boycotted the NFL, but Jacksonville's good. Huh? Jacksonville's good. They beat up on the Patriots. Yeah, I tell you, I tell you, that's my Super Bowl pick. Them and the Rams, my, yeah. Them and the Rams are my Super Bowl. If it came true, if you're not watching, huh? How you gonna know if it came true if you're not watching? Oh, my boycott's done. I'm, I'm still not really watching because I just don't. I, I didn't really watch like that last year, but you know. So the 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 contract, the the NFL TV contract isn't is up until isn't up until 2022. So pretty okay. much not watching right now doesn't make a fucking difference. Like they're, you know, they they have guaranteed money until the year twenty twenty two. So, yeah, it's not gonna make a difference for you. I think that's, 
Huh? Yeah, it won't make a difference to the league. No, I think it's a Nike type boycott. Yeah, I don't. I mean, know how to you know touch the league, but I mean that I think that that that's one of those empty uh, conservative boycotts, like boycott Nike or when they boycotted Hawaii or it's one of those things. So I just boycotted Hawaii. You don't remember when they boycotted Hawaii? No. The Hawaiian judge said the trap rule, the travel ban was illegal. And oh, like, no, I did not know that. Yeah, so they were like, we're going to boycott Hawaii. Let's, we're not going to spend our tourist dollars in Hawaii. So, you know. Uh, tourist dollars only go to amusement parks anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, Hawaii's tourism industry crashed, right? Okay. Yeah. But speaking of that, uh, right? I don't know. I, um,. So, like, there was an article by the Daily Snark. You know what the Daily Snark is? Yeah. It's a fucking satire site, right? So, my guy in the group chat, this dude's like, oh, shit. I didn't know, um, is that that news about Josh Gordon true? I'm like, I'm thinking he's talking about the fucking trade. I'm like, yo, you're like a whole 24 hours late, bro. Like, Still, you know, it's 2018. You got to, you know, 24 hours is like three weeks. But he's like, no, he failed a drug test. I'm like, he, he failed his drug test. I'm like, whoa, what? And <laughs> so he posts the article that says Josh Gordon had failed a drug test. And it's like the, the article, the, the link clearly says dailysnark.com. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, dog. Do do you people do you do we read stories or do we just believe every that comes well, that's how, your screen? Yeah, that's how the um, the Russians were able to pretty much hack the election through Facebook. Yeah, it's because of the uh, a large percentage of the population is easily persuaded or just lacks the fundamental comprehension skills to decipher legitimate news uh, from fake news. And ironically, that's sort of uh, spiraled into their distrust for legitimate news. That's, yeah, that's uh, crazy. Yeah, I mean, I just hate the whole... I've always just hated the notion that the media is just is some big bad wolf. Like the media is to blame for dividing the country or all our problems. When, first of all, the media is a large encompassing entity. You know, the media exists in a lot of different ways, whether it's long form, uh, tabloid, cable news. There's a lot of different aspects of the media. So to break it down into just one statement of the media, because they saw something on cable news on CNN or Fox News or whatever it was and just make that an example of how the media is is uh, bad for the country. Um, I, I just think that is such a lazy take and disingenuous, intellectually, intellectually dishonest and, and uh, ignorant as a whole. It's uh, because you're, you're involved with the media. The media, the media typically just reports the news. No, it doesn't. It does. It does. 
ultimately that job is to report the news. No, it's not. It's that not happened. Okay. That's not true. That I don't like then give it to me. That was a that whole okay, the whole notion of the media is here to just report the news and be fair and balanced. That that whole thing was created by William Randolph Hearst. The the motherfucker, the same motherfucker who invented yellow journalism. Yellow journalism. Right. Yeah. So think about that, right? And 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 what was Fox's mantra for years? What was Fox's slogan for years? Fair and balanced. Yeah. And was Fox ever fair and balanced in our life? No. 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 So but Fox is just a sliver of what the media is. But here's here's the point. Like, news doesn't have to be fair and balanced. You know, like CNN fair and balanced either, for the most. No, they're you know they're all they operate as businesses. I understand that. Right. So consumers, and I feel like somewhere along the line, the people have to be educated. Exactly. Media. You know. Exactly. But. The news has to be credible. It doesn't have to be. It, it, there's nothing wrong with biased news. Like Fox News isn't doing anything wrong, right? But you have to be credible, and it does have to be true. You could give opinions, like like most news comes with opinions and slants, right? Mm-hmm. The sources have to be credible, and I say I have to say this because the people, the same people who are like, "Oh, the news is fake. The news is fake," or whatever. They will, these exact same people will go and post uh, a damn satire article and and one as if it's real. Like, I saw a guy post, um, when the, when the whole thing, when the, when the thing, when the whole Nike thing happened, um, like there's a story on Hustlers, which is another satire site, and it was like, guy. Um, stops his kid from going to because um, that college, that college's jersey was, is sponsored by Nike. Uh huh. Shit was written on Hustlers, but they don't, they, they don't like people don't sit here and take the time to like Google this and see where 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 it comes from or or if there's any other there's any other outlet picking it up, you know? Because nine times out of ten, it's something like that. If somebody is picking that, somebody's picking shit like that up. Like if something like that happens, like that, that's big news. You know, the, the Sean Kings of the world is all over shit like that. CNN is over, is all over shit like that, you know, because right. it fits the narrative. But it's some, you know, some backyard website that just happens to have the inside scoop. And, you know, you're just posting it as reality. So people will shout all this shit about they don't trust the fucking fake news, but they'll be fucking. They're, they're the reason the fake news exists. They're posting the fake news. Yeah, totally. They think it's fake news. But that's the thing. The responsibility is mainly on the consumer. Exactly. The problem is not the media. It's how we consume the media. Exactly. Cable news is cable news. It's exactly what you describe for the most part. It's yellow journalism. CNN has a certain market that they serve, and they try to appeal to the tendencies and sensibilities of that market. Fox News capitalized on that market when uh, they developed it because they felt like there wasn't enough out there for, for conservative thinkers. Smart. So they do. That's what they do. That's what they do. It's a business. But there's other representations of the media 
that are much more thorough, much more fair, that where you can find information. So I just hate the whole the whole take that the media is dividing the country. That's not what the media is doing. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of that's taking things that they learn from the media or from some source and not having the uh, the ability to sort of just uh, parse through what's legitimate, what's not, and stick to whatever their preconceived notions are. Because if something on the New York, somebody can bash the New York Times one week and call it fake news, but if there's something in there that favors their line of thinking, mm-hmm. they're going to refer to that source. Of course. And can I just say this? Not in the country, you know, a country divided, you know, this country is divided. It's a national security issue, right? That's what, and, you know, that that's why they, that's why they're, you know, so sure that well, part of the reason why I think that they're so sure that Russia hacked the election, because Russia is known to do this, you know, in other countries, they, you know, they meddle in other countries' affairs, especially countries um, in close proximity to theirs that that they you know they need certain influence on you know like uh, Romania those, those old Eastern Bloc countries and shit that right like, they'll meddle in those they'll meddle in those countries and you know try to um, you know use various tactics to so division so the same way they you know they kind of already. You know, we were already getting there. Um, the current administration, of course, enhanced that. But I'm not. Other than like, if it wasn't a nat- like if if um if a divided country wasn't a national security threat, I wouldn't give a fuck because I'm from this from a social aspect. I don't give a shit, right? Because it's to me the the country's not divided. People want to say the country's divided along race. And all this other shit, like the country is divided along certain, and it's not even divided along po- politics anymore. Because nowadays the line of the line between politics and and morality and ideology has fucking become. So there's there's a division in this country, and we're you know we're divided morally, and people are you know people are more. Okay with showing that you uh, nobody feels like if, if you know if you're a racist, you're racist, you know, it's it's perfectly fine. So if that's a problem, we're divided between the logical and say the right you know. Because I don't want anything to do with national people. They could stay over there. I think that's yeah. what the country's divided by. You know, it, we're divided by our temperament and and our fucking values. So I'm I'm cool with I I, I don't I don't need to I don't, I don't need to show solid. I would never, as a matter of fact, with racists. So. You know the the our country from a personal standpoint, from a social standpoint, I'm fucking cool with it. 
because we're not divided by race. There's plenty of things a certain way, and there's plenty of black people or people of color, uh, minorities, black people, Asian people, Spanish people see things the same way, you know. And then there's people on the other side who see things a totally different way, and they can see shit that way. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, people do live in their own little silos, and we're still functioning along. It's just... Which is... I mean, things kind of boil over. It's more so in the social media realm, but like... Uh uh, Let's, things boil uh, over. Things don't really boil over unless it's on the internet, on Twitter or Facebook or whatever. But like throughout our everyday lives, it's like we don't necessarily come across these confrontations because it's not oh. necessarily that people have are expressing these ideas in any other platform except mm-hmm. through social media. They're not right, and then you you would think like there there there's more tension than there really is. Like, in my everyday life, like, I don't feel any tension. When I'm outside, I feel this tension. Right. You know, right. It could be, I don't know, it could be where I live. Like, I live in, you know, I live in a D.C. area, which is extremely bright blue, you know? Yeah. So, not to say that, you know, the bullshit doesn't exist out here, but, like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's pretty much a, you know, what they would call a safe space. I don't, you know, I don't know what's going on in Nebraska. I'm not in Nebraska somewhere or anything. Uh, right. But I, I highly imagine it's pretty much the same thing out there. I don't think, pe- you know, people just get on the internet and uh, yeah, I don't know. they're set yeah. free. I don't think Nobody's that's Nobody's necessarily outright expressing racist views like they used to. Uh, there are definitely instances and there, but there's always that uh, way of trying to code it or cover it up, and try to <clears throat> rather than be open about it, they'll they'll just like even the racist people will say it's not fueled by racism. It's not racism, like like the you know the um the engagement I got into on on your status today. Yeah. On right. Facebook, and I, I think it's a good thing, right? Because my thing is like the reason I, I go on, I go you know, your statuses and my other, like my other white friends and family members, their statuses. You know, when when they post certain things, and you know, it it brings out, you know, it brings out their, you know, their friends or their family members who are who think different. It's an opportunity to engage because. Like, I don't I don't post anything on my Facebook page. I don't post statuses on my Facebook page. You know, I don't sit here and, 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 and get on my soapbox and yell all this stuff and preach to the choir because I know who's following me. I know most of my I know I've lived in the South Florida and, and DC all of my adult life to, you know, right. extremely, you know, liberal places and I and even in high school I grew up in a in a suit in a conservative town in high school, but I didn't. I didn't associate with that side of things. It was. It was. It was very segregated. So most of my friends see things my way. So I'm not gonna get on my soapbox and preach to the fucking car and yell in the fucking echo chamber. So I think social media provides a good opportunity to engage with people who who you normally wouldn't. And that's what happened today with your status. Um, right. Which I kind of think. Well, it wasn't really a status. We're in the wrong. 
Huh? I just shared a video. It wasn't really a status. Well, yeah. The, I, well, I think the video itself, like, you know, you agreed with the content of the video, and I, I thought I was wrong. And, I, you know, and I like Hassan Piker. He's, you, you know, he usually says, you know, he, he's a part of my echo chamber. He usually says things I agree with, but I right. think that video was liberalism gone wrong, extremely wrong. Yeah, I can see your point, which uh, basically to break it down, uh, the focus of the video is a, a white reporter who is tracking down people um, in North Carolina who are uh, raiding a family dollar uh, in a flooded area and getting stuff and summoning the cops and saying, just saying, uh, oh, we're going to have you arrested and whatnot. And, uh, you know, Hassan Piker lamented that whole episode and just uh, tried to contrast it with, uh, did the whole, you know, the whole uh, cliche, oh, well, this is how they treat it, treat uh, how the media addresses when white people loot where they're trying to find food and when black people do it, they're trying to steal food. And um, I mean, ultimately, yeah, I see your point. It's like when you're trying to explain away bad behavior, it's never a good position to be in. I just more so shared it as far as the ridiculousness of that lady for, for doing that, where I think in a situation where you're in a desperate situation and you need those those common goods, you need essential goods to make it through for a week or a few days. I think a lot of people would do what it took to, to attain those for themselves and their family. So ultimately, we don't necessarily know if they're taking essential goods or if they're taking whatever things that aren't essential. Um, so we don't necessarily know that if they are taking things that aren't essential, that that's uh, pretty shameful. They shouldn't do that. But in a situation of desperation, I can see it. And, you know, obviously the interaction occurred with contrarian voices saying um, that it was totally wrong. They acted like it was, you know, sort of the worst thing in the world and that uh, it was horrible for me to share or endorse. And uh, basically my my whole standpoint is uh, I feel like in a state of emergency like that, there's a there's a lot of effort efforts that need to be in place to sort of uh, address the, the 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 issues that people have. I mean, I've just listened to a podcast from uh, the New York Times. It's called Lost in the Storm, and I legitimately uh, started crying on my bike listening to it because it's this guy who was in a trailer park. His wife was a week removed from. Uh, surgery and he kept calling 911 for for an emergency response to help them uh get his wife to to safety because he was in a flooded area and obviously it was a very uh demanding situation for emergency services so their whole protocol for the 911 operators was to determine whether they thought based on their judgment whether it was something that the meat needed immediate attention or something that they could hold off. And if it was something they could hold off, they'd just read off a script. And the gentleman who was calling was sort of very polite, and he put a lot of faith into what these people were saying, and he get, kept 
the script reading every time. Oh, we have thousands of other calls. We got to address those right now, but we will get to you and there is help. And he had to call another time and another time and a fourth time and nobody was coming. So to kind of have the idea or the sense that there's, this was a category one and this wasn't an emergency situation, which was the standpoint uh, a lot of uh, those, those people took that were uh, arguing on the Facebook status. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with that. And I do think it is justifiable to take action in some way where, you know, there's not necessarily stores that you can go in. Everything's shut down. Um, the, the resources that are available through Red Cross, they do a great job, but they might not be accessible to those people. So, yeah, uh, I mean, the video, I, I agree. It wasn't all that poignant. I just thought it was kind of ridiculous what the lady was doing as far as just being a hallway monitor and saying, oh, you can't do this. You can't do this. I don't know. No, I get it. kind of where I stand with it. And as far as what happened in that podcast, the guy's wife died. The guy's wife died and it was one of the saddest things I've ever heard because, um, <clears throat> you know, like he put his faith in this system that it was supposed to happen. And to think that there's not any desperate situations going on in the Carolinas right now is just fucking ridiculous. And, and uh, that's kind of what the argument went into. Uh, yeah. I, now, that part I don't agree with. Like, even if I don't, I don't give a fuck. It, the, the category, you know, it doesn't matter. Like, it was, a, it was a bunch of rain. You know, like Donald Trump yeah. put it, it was tremendously wet. It was the wettest we've ever seen as far as water goes or from the standpoint of water. That's what our president had to say about it. So, um, yeah. Um, So that being said, like, you know, flooding there, you know, there's power outages, there's flooding. Like, I've I've been through hurricanes. Um, Yeah. But the, the logical argument, the logical response to that would be, you knew the hurricane was coming, you know, get supplies. Mm-hmm. And I know not, not everybody could afford to. I, like, poverty plays a big part in all this, because not everybody could afford supplies. Also, not everybody could afford to evacuate. We don't know the story behind that. But right. at, at the end of the day, like, nobody is going to, nobody is going to get a pass for looting, or that—that's that, that's, that's really what it is. Like you know, you you call it surviving, but you know, the law books are going to call I, it looting. Not necessarily surviving, just sort of in a desperate situation. Like, uh, yeah, okay, you can live seven days, you can live thirty days without food. Uh, yeah, but it—it's not a desirable position to be in. Right. And on top of that, it's like, yo, sometimes with, you know, with otherwise well-intentioned, you know, liberals forget is that we're grown people, we're grown human beings too. Like they, you could take a video like that, right? A liberal is going to be like, look at these poor people out here trying Uh to survive. While a conservative, you know, a conservative is going to say, look at these savages. Neither right. one are gonna are gonna like take a are, are are gonna take a step back and be like, okay, like what's the fuck is really going on here? Like they, you know, these these are human beings. They might they might be hungry. 
They might be opportunists. They might be taking advantage of a situation. They might be that. You know, that there's a, you know, there's humans, so there's always that chance and nuance. But what liberals like to do, liberals like to enable and feel sorry and think that that's doing something. And that, you know, that's what conservatives, you know, traditionally say. Like, totally. I, I agree with that. Love, yeah. love to sit around and feel sorry for him. And, you know, as a black person, like, no, we don't need anybody to feel right. sorry. Because, sure. like, liberals love to feel sorry. They love to let you know, hey, dude, we know the statistics. Man, we know that you're, you know, 25% right. more likely to not have your father in your life. You know that you're 38% likely, you know, to go to a bad school. Man, I feel your pain, bro. Like, they love to, you know, feel sorry for us and, and butter us up. But mm-hmm. it, it, it doesn't solve problems. And and what it does is it, it paints, you know, it paints black people as, as, as less than, even though you mean well, it still paints black people as less than human. And, you know, conservatives will take that and, and and run a completely different way with it. You know, it's like... I agree with you. So and, I mean, I know you expressed that point to me. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, in retrospect, uh, you know, I mean, I probably wouldn't have shared the video. It's just... Um, no, I don't mind you did it, because, you know, like, I'm always down for you, like, posting, you know, politically charged shit, because I know who who it's going to bring out, and it's going to give me a chance to engage, and I'm engaged with them every time. They probably think I'm a troll, but fuck it. I'd rather engage with these people than, you know, stand on my soapbox and scream into my echo chamber. So, right. I love when you post, you know, even if I don't agree, I love when you post politically charged posts, because I know it's going to bring out the Facebook friends. Yeah. Like just to, to be clear, I wasn't necessarily endorsing the whole, the video as a whole or what the guy was saying. I just thought kind of the just the actions of that reporter were just kind of silly. Yeah, it is. And it, I, I mean, but I I understand when you share something that kind of gets construed as like you wouldn't do it. That's a full endorsement. So, but, and I get both sides. In that case, I get both sides, and it was kind. I'm kind of glad you did. Because it's one of those things, like, if I'm going to debate somebody, I, I, I'm already going into it understanding where the other side is going to come from. So, you know, like, you, you posted that shit. I knew I was going to rile up Facebook Frank. And you have a lot of Facebook Franks that follow you. And yeah, yeah. Facebook Franks. Train. That's the train. Yeah, I had a train that time. So we'll, we'll leave it on that note. We'll let the train pass. Right. We'll leave it on that note. All right. Hey, you have a good oh. week. Hopefully, Josh Gordon catches 150 yards passing and uh, has two touchdowns. And you guys still end up losing. Nah, fuck that. It's a note with the mixtape. Have a lovely evening.